0: Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to the latest episode of HR Tech Chat, and I'm uh, very happy to have with us today James Norwood, who is Chief Marketing and Strategy Officer for iSolved. Welcome.
1: Hi, Brent. Happy happy to be here. Thanks for having me.
0: Oh, absolutely. The, the pleasure is all ours. Uh, thanks so much for, for agreeing to do this, and a uh, couple of things, so... We're going to focus on something really interesting that I saw just recently did, and that is they uh, you folks launched uh, a health and medical industry uh, specific version of your of your people cloud full HCM suite. And that's, that's a pretty big deal and I know we're going to get into that quite a bit uh, today. uh, but first, I just wanted to let our audience know that um, just a little, just a little bit of background on you. Uh, maybe you could elaborate on this. I know that you've been in the enterprise software space for, uh, I think, uh, about three decades now, um, and so you've, uh, I guess, a way of saying it is that you you may have seen it all. So uh, maybe you can just uh, elaborate a little bit there. Yes,
1: yeah, so I I, I ha- hate to actually uh, admit to that, Ron, uh, but you have to. I think I started my career in software in 1988. So um, pre pre the World Wide Web, pre mobile phones, um, I think networks were just starting to, to come out. So yeah, I've been around a long time, perhaps longer than I should. Um, but yes, I've been through many different changes and reinventions. And one of the things that of course is always a constant in technology is change. So uh, yes, excited to still be part of it.
0: Oh, that's great. That's great. Um, you know. Uh, I've, I wish I'd been in, uh, in my profession, various professions, I think maybe about 30 years now or 25 anyway, but uh, I wish I could say I've been in the same one at <laughs> that time. So, <laughs> you know, you have that going for you. <laughs> um, I know that I saw, just to set the stage here because they're, they're um, to get into, you know, the, the meat here, um, the health and medical fields, Uh, especially over the past couple of years, but just in general, they have a lot of unique challenges. And I know that you folks have, uh, uh, and we're going to speak to some of those, but I know that you folks recently did a couple of surveys of uh, HR leaders across many industries, and then a deeper dive into the health and medical field. Uh, And you you found out some interesting things. Uh, Maybe you could share a few of those with us.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. And, you know, it's one of the driving factors for why we released iSolve for Healthcare Services was the, the feedback that we saw amongst the survey results that we do with our, our annual, it was actually our second annual HR uh, leaders industry survey, which uh, was published in February. You can get it from our website. It's, it's up there. But very interesting. Obviously, the last two years has been just so dynamic for every industry because, of course, of the p- pandemic. Um, but healthcare has, has been at the, um, you know, at, at, has borne the brunt of most of the challenges and changes that have that have happened, um, simply because it was a pandemic, and uh, and a lot of that was coming through in our survey. So just to give you an example, um, you know, recruiting new talent was seen as 65 percent harder uh, in the last 12 months than it was the prior 12 months, and and for good reason. There's there may be more um, registered nurses than ever before, but there's a national shortage of registered nurses um, than ever before. Um, 70, and that led to 73% of the leaders, in fact, 100% in the assisted living area, where you know where we're talking about care workers um, finding you know uh, talent retention was was um, hard. So not only is it is it increasingly hard to find people, but it's very very hard to hold on to them. And then a couple of other things, which I thought were very interesting, is around the financial aspects of this. Um, healthcare workers are missing shifts in greater numbers than ever before. Um, and a lot of it is not just due to the burnout uh, that they're having from what, you know, being um, in ICU for the last two years. I shouldn't laugh, it's, a, it's a, you know, um, all, all credit to them. But uh, 31% um, of HR leaders were, were attributing miss shifts to financial strain on their employees. And, and likewise, um, even though 85% of, um, of employees would like access and, and would if they could um, make use of things like earned wage access, you know, on-demand pay and uh, other financial wellness applications, only 25% of leaders uh, in the space are actually providing, you know, things like that to help folks with work-life balance and better Um, health and well-being. So it's really interesting to see some of these things coming up. And the last stat I'd give you is, um, not unsurprisingly, 78% of healthcare leaders are now focused on employee experience as a top priority this year.
0: Who would have thought, thought, right? (laughs) Uh, You know what, the the one that really stands out to me um, is that, uh, so 100%, in the um assisted living uh space i think it was you mentioned yeah i mean yeah. how many times do you have a survey that that were 100 percent of respondents
1: uh you know that's yeah, exactly retention you know look it's been it's been COVID 19 was so tough for for healthcare workers and not just in primary care but you know those that are going out and doing care in the community and working in care homes where once someone got it everyone got it it it's it's been tough so Hanging on to those folks uh, has has been hard, you know, and, and just just, you know, having to go from one place to another um, to help out and to cover a shift simply because um, a care worker at this particular home um, came down ill or sick and therefore couldn't come into work. And so you have to cover that shift. There's a lot more um, financial um Hit to the, to the employees because they're having to take greater expenses to maybe drive to a location they wouldn't do, and then they need to get reimbursed quicker. And you know, and again, that that becomes a challenge. So it's not it's not unsurprising that people have been um, that healthcare workers have been a, a very large percentage of the great resignation or the great recalibration, however you want to call it. Um, they're they're sort of looking at their their lot and they're saying maybe I should be going elsewhere. I I don't know if you saw Brent, but I I read. Today, a new study by El uh, Selvia Health, and they're predicting a mass exodus uh, of healthcare workers uh, from the economy by twenty twenty-five of, of up to seventy-five percent of the folks that are currently there today. So by twenty twenty-three, they're saying there'll be a, there'll be a shortage of around one hundred forty thousand physicians nationwide. So this is a real this is a real problem that's not going away, even if the pandemic does. It-
0: Yeah, I mean, I imagine that the burnout is uh, probably just absolutely fierce right now. Uh, You mentioned employee experience and uh, uh, to me, uh, and this is probably a good segue, uh, obviously the the providers, the the solution providers that can really help uh, these organizations in these fields address that employee experience are going to be uh, the winners, honestly. Um, in the space and and in in what occurred you know what what uh, occurred to me as 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 you were describing that is that again, is it this idea that The employee experience is, yeah, there are some things you can do uh, with the employee experience they are kind of soft and uh, sort of empathetic, Mm -hmm. these kinds of things, but, um, or they seem empathetic and they are, but there are other things that don't readily seem empathetic, but are right. And also affect the employee experience, like, um, like making it easier to, to, to process expenses or making it easier to swap shifts and these sorts of things. and, 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 and I know that there, there are some unique challenges or, um, or, uh, um, acute or, or, or exacerbated challenges in the health and medical fields around scheduling and some of these things. And, uh, maybe, maybe you could get into share with, share with our audience a little bit about what the, I solved, um, people cloud, uh, for health care and medical services, um, how that, um. I think I got that wrong. Sorry. <laughs> but um, how that how that addresses some of this functionality that these places mm-hmm. need to to provide um, a
1: positive employee experience. Yeah, no, no, absolutely. And and first off, you're absolutely right. It, there is the softer side of employee engagement, but it can be as simple as getting expenses paid or getting access to your to your uh, earned wages ahead of time. Uh, that's going to, it's financial wellness, but it's still, it's still part of it. But yes, I mean, look, so I, I saw for healthcare services to give it its, its full name for you. Um, it came about because, um, you know, it, it, it's an area that's, that's clearly uh, suffering from, not just from staff shortages, but even finan- healthcare providers are struggling with meeting their financial performance uh, side. So they're turning to look at cost efficiencies. They're looking at their tech stack. I don't know then the last time you went to the dentist or, or to a medical professional, but there's a Windows 8 system usually on the, you know, in the background. It, it's all aging tech. Um, and so th- there has been a lot of verticalized point solutions that existed but trying to holistically put it all together for us was a way to help them actually reduce their costs, the healthcare providers to reduce their costs. And when we started to talk to our customers in the space, and it's around about 10% of all of our customers are, are in some form of healthcare. They, they told us in the early days, well, you're missing some of these features that we need, which is why we have these industry specific solutions. So we worked very hard in conjunction with our customers to build out those things. And a lot of it is in the area of workforce management that's very specific um, to healthcare to ensure that, okay, if you're using this point solution to do this, we now have those three features or, or, or what have you. But we went a little further than that is not just building in the product features and I can get into them in more detail, but also to wrapping the package with a series of best practices services, which we, we knew that we needed to deliver each time Um, to make those customers successful. And so packaging them up and making them available as well. For example, around um, talent acquisition, just teaching them how to write better job descriptions, teaching them how to optimize for that content, putting in place in the package all of the the, the healthcare-specific job board connections so that when they launch that job description, it goes to not just to Indeed and Monster, which is where most of them throw it up, but it goes to all of the places where, where folks are looking and just helping them to get their story across better. So uh, there's a lot of services as well as, as um, functional aspects to the product. Mm.
0: Yeah. Uh, Thinking about nurses again, right. And how difficult it is to, to capture their attention and get them to work for you as opposed to somebody else. They have, they have so many options. It's, it's really interesting how there's, there's, there's this sort of um, there, are these two almost, Uh, competing ideas going on right now one is where there's this this uh you have nurses who who sort of have their pick of the litter of where they want to go to work next and and whereas at the same time there's there's a a mass exodus where people are 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 leaving leaving the industry that to me that's
1: that's that's curious it's part of the problem and so again there are more registered nurses nurses today than there ever has been. But um, not all of them can get certified. Not all of them uh, are, want to work in ICU. You know, so it's, it's, it's uh, the job pool doesn't, uh, which has a shortage anyway, doesn't uh, naturally fit with the types of work that that's available. And, you know, if you're in if you're a healthcare worker today, not only are you in a better position to leverage a better pay and better um, sort of work-life balance options and flexibility, but you're also in a position now to take more control of your own schedule. And, and healthcare providers need, uh, if they want to retain that talent, they're going to have to do that. So a lot of what we did in the product was around sort of workforce scheduling, was allowed around people being able to bid on shifts or, or take over shifts from someone who was sick or a friend without even having to involve an HR Administrator who's then going to call around or email around to try and find cover because the system's going to say you're you have the qualifications to do this. Do you want it? And they can they can just go take it, um, which it, w- which is great for the business and good for them. So having you know um, not just shift swaps but being able to work out who's available, who's qualified for that was one big part of it. And another thing as well is just doing workforce sh- um, scheduling around. Uh, things like occupancy, like h- how many people, how many beds have we got filled, how many people do we need here, and using that to generate the demand, and then have people come in and say, "Okay, uh, that's local to me; I can take that." So, transferring more control back to um, to, to the healthcare workers, uh, which they haven't always had, is uh, is better for them too.
0: Yeah, e- empowering them, empowering their those employees. Yeah, I think it's a uh, is is key. When nurses just to just to sit on this point a little bit longer, when when nurses uh, and and other types of employees that um, that uh, that work in these fields have so many options because there are so many job openings mm-hmm. and there's a relative dearth of their avail, uh, the availability of the talent, what what can the health organization do to say convince persuade um, RNs to to do ICU work as opposed to doing some of this more interesting stuff. Like what are some of the things that they can do?
1: There's a lot of things. I mean, simpler things would be give give them tools that are simple and easy to use and don't, you know, don't stress them out. Um, Help them get onboarded and trained. And and, I mean, we've very strict compliance in this area, but help them with that. So it becomes less onerous. Um, Also support um, the remote workforce better. Um, I said more control of their of their schedule is very important, but but investing in health and wellness programs, even things like child better childcare support, um, is you know which isn't always there. So I I just when once you're in a battle for talent and the shortage, and it becomes a seller's market, then you you do have to invest in these things all what is, what is ISOL doing? We're helping on some of those things like helping them people get onboarded quickly, helping them get compliant. So we have industry-specific um, learning. Our learning management system has very industry-specific certification training courses, which will automatically notify people in advance when a, a particular certification might be coming up to expire and help get them through uh, without it being a rush to, to ensure that they're they they don't get turned down for particular work then. So there's a lot of things that can be done um, to work with the employee to make them feel like they have, you know, um, more control in, in their own destiny. Mm. Some of this stuff sounds
0: like it's uh, perhaps transferable to other industries as well. Some of this uh, functionality.
1: Yeah. I mean, certainly a lot of the workforce management we've done, you know, um, you know, shift coverage, requesting other shifts, things it, that would apply to retail. Um, it would certainly apply to hospitality. So it, it, it's not, you know, we built it with healthcare in mind, um, that, that they were the ones that had some very industry specific solutions, but we found very quickly that those very same features um, were you know, we're going to be desirable to other space, right? Retailers know how to market their jobs. They're better at that. But yeah. but certainly the workforce side of things, um, it, you know, that that shift coverage, reducing the manual labor from picking the right folks, just being able to see who's qualified or certified to do certain things and transferring more control over to managers and employees themselves to um, to apply for particular shifts and and do that. Absolutely, retail and hospitality, who are who are both also undergoing, um, you know, sh- staff shortages due due to uh, the pandemic. Uh, their benefit from it as well. So that the same functionality we've built in for that will will surface up in our industry solutions for those folks when we get to them.
0: Yeah, um, seems wise to uh, to to tackle the healthcare space first.
1: Yeah, you know, it's, it's the largest, uh, we're, we're winning the most business there, which tells you that, uh, you know, there's a demand for our technology, that um, they tend, uh, healthcare does tend to um, take more of the people cloud suite and, and packaging it up as, you know, as, as I sold for healthcare services, they, they can certainly, you know, take, take it piecemeal as they go, but at least they have a roadmap now to say, these are all the things that we see Um, are are going to help you from talent acquisition through talent management, HR payroll, workforce management in between. So they have this roadmap or this blueprint of best practices that they can follow. And these types of industry specific solutions, not the point solutions, the sort of human capital management industry solutions you you didn't typically find outside of the the very big players that are serving the enterprise. So for I to do this for small to medium sized businesses uh, and, you know, mid market, companies, it, it's quite a new thing. And, uh, and it's, it's going to reduce their costs, it's going to improve employee engagement and the overall experience that they have of that company. So yeah, it's, um, I, I think it's, uh, it, it's a nat- natural place to start. It's, it's got the most experiencing the most pain. But if you crack this one, then it, it, it gets you a head start into other, you know, uh, gray collar white and gray collar areas. Yeah,
0: I, I think so. Uh, that's a great point. Did you? Th- th- this is where the um, the the solution provider industry is is going. Is kind of moving in this direction. Uh, d- do you think?
1: Yeah, I'm. It's um, <clears throat> it, it's it's the way it should go. I mean, it's the hardest thing to do. I mean, you know, if you think about it, like ISOL began probably more than thirty years ago. In fact, we came into being to help companies deal with COBRA when that became a thing back in 1985, which you could think of as a vertical thing. It's it's human resource uh, issues brought about through uh, government legislation. And that's kind of been everything we've done ever since, you know, Americans with Disability Act uh, came about. And then obviously, you know, with COVID and all the legislation around that. So you could say that everything we do is kind of a vertical, but then to tailor it to an industry, it's kind of the last it's, it's, it's that last piece that not many folks get to. Um, and you can't do them all, I don't think. You've got to pick the areas where you're gonna be strongest. So we're picking on where we have the most customers and where the most pain seems to be right now. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I don't think we'll, we're will we the first and I don't think we'll be the last, but I do think our approach, which is not just sale, a sales and marketing approach, it's, it's product and services. And best practices um, based on a lot of experiences is the way to go. Uh,
0: the services piece of it um, that is uh, very important, um, and and it's what um, it's what all the uh, the bona fide, true, full suite HCM providers are are doing right now. They're providing those those comprehensive services because you want your your users to. To, to understand how best to use the solution. And, and let users know their business, but at the same time, they may not know all the best practices. And, and um, let me put this differently, a provider of solutions of, of technology for uh, software for, for any given industry is going to have that perspective from having a number of users in this space that maybe the one user doesn't have. They know their own business, but they don't have that broader perspective.
1: Absolutely, and, and that's the very reason why we have at Isolve. We have teams of tax specialists, we have teams of accounts, we have legal specialists, we have benefit specialists, and so when you know, and every customer that that joins as part of our Isolve for healthcare services bundle will get access to a, you know a dedicated customer service um, representative or team that they can go to for any tax or treasury question any financial question any benefits question and that team is going to help them not just with the knowledge of their industry where they probably got a fair bit themselves but with a broader uh, knowledge of overall legislation and and uh, and requirements uh, that they perhaps don't have um you know we, we provide you know aca compliance fmla administration all of that is part of the bundle um now that could and COBRA administration and all that can apply to a lot of Industries as well, but it's our depth of knowledge there uh, across every tax jurisdiction, you know, in, in every state in the country that that helps bring an added level of um, of expertise to 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 what they're trying to get solved.
0: Yeah. Uh- as a tangent, uh, we spoke with a, a user of yours, uh, uh, Crescent Community Health Center uh, a few months ago and, and uh, just speaking to your origins and, and COBRA administration helping with that. They just very recently this past year uh, saying your praises that I solved around your ability to help them navigate some new rules around that. So, so you're still evolving even in that area.
1: Yeah, I mean they're they're you know uh, Crescent they're part of the federal qualified health center program, which again is another example of you know us serving health health centers, uh, walk in health centers, community centers around the country, and they they are all adding staff, uh, you know they're all increasing staff, but they don't want to increase their 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 costs, including their HR costs as part of that. Uh, so they are they are a good example. Yeah, I mean you know Cobras where we began, believe it or not, but we expanded into. The full human capital management suite over over a period of time, and Crescent's a good example of of a customer that started with one part of the system and and has grown into other areas. You know, helping them with um, talent acquisition as well as core HR, payroll, and benefits enrollment and administration, and and those areas.
0: Yeah, that that's that's a great point. Uh, whether you're in healthcare or in uh, any other uh, industry, frankly. Um, as a small business growing uh, you have your sort of your uh, acute immediate urgent needs in, in HR which are around administration and getting things just under control so you can so you're not just overwhelmed by it and <clears throat> but it's important at that point in time to be thinking about uh, HCM more strategically um, right from the outset that that's that's been our our um, our uh, sort of observation, looking at a number of users, is that when when they think about HCM strategically from the very beginning, as opposed to uh, it being sort of uh, an administrative or an efficiency play solely, right? Yeah. Uh, those organizations really set themselves up, they set themselves up for uh, for um, uh, uh, notable success over the long run.
1: Yeah, I I, I concur. I, I'm I'd agree, and you know. Uh, a center like um crescent or you know cch as we call them um you know they're they're a community service that that's looking after walk-ins you know regardless of their ability to pay that they're, they're, they're not going to turn anyone away and it's anything from medical dental to to just regular health checks or you know if someone's got an emergency they're, they're they're there for them and so it's it's quite sophisticated it's quite complex and it's changing rapidly so it's uh Yeah, I mean, they're they're a good example of someone that seems small from the outside. I think they've got uh, about 120 employees, you know, but they serve 27 counties, And yet their level of sophistication from a human capital management standpoint is helping them uh, to manage their costs and deliver those excellent services without having to increase, you know, the amount of staff and the administrative overhead um, of of handling it. And, you know, I read a statistic the other day. I think it was from the h um, let me just bring that up. Uh, the uh, uh, HIMSS, which is the Healthcare um, Information Management uh, and System Society, I think, mm-hmm. they said that 86% of all mistakes that are made in healthcare are, are administrative. They're not operational, they're administrative. And, and so it just tells you that they have an issue in the back end there. So it's, you know, they have to invest. Technology doesn't fix everything, but technology that comes with good best practices built in will help them to grow their administrative side slowly where where they can still offer a very sophisticated solution to underpin uh, the services they're offering and that's you know if we can do that so it's not a bad thing
0: yeah absolutely absolutely uh, Anytime that you can uh, reduce error is is a big deal and if, if you can make any kind of a dent in that and that number that's um that's that's a high percentage <laughs> that that uh, yeah. um just the other thing that I love about this is, uh, from a broader standpoint, is uh, you know when you when you develop a um, uh, when somebody develops an industry-specific HCM suite, um, it's a way for everybody to think about HCM more as as, as, as a whole thing versus, you know, we, we think about HC, HCM so often as uh, as it's, you know, it's discrete domains or, you know, yeah. it's, it's silos and, uh, oh, that person has a performance management, uh, needs a performance management solution, or that person needs a scheduling solution. I think it's still, when you think that way in WFM, maybe still it makes a little bit more sense. Uh, but, but what I love about these industries solutions is that it really gets um, the the gets everybody thinking about HCM more holistically because every business or every industry at least is different it's not everybody has a performance management um, need they have a more of a of a this is where this is where I'm not quite sure how to describe it but it's a way to break free from that that um, that conventional thinking that's you know that was useful maybe 10-15 years ago but maybe we're kind of moving away from
1: yeah no you know you you're absolutely right and look i mean the healthcare industry it, it's full like most industries are a lot of point solutions that have been acquired over time and then um, you know bad, badly integrated or or good well integrated or not that that, that becomes um, uh, you know over time it becomes a mess and 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 it's and it's siloed systems that you have to learn each one differently they look differently I mean, the, the whole idea of having an industry-specific platform is, 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 say, like I move from one area to the other, and it all looks and feels the same. That that immediately takes off a massive overhead from from the people that are using those platforms that need need to use them to do their jobs, to get productive, to get compliant. But it also reduces a ton of complexity and cost in the in the back end as well. And so, yeah, it it it, this, it, it is a opportunities to look more holistically as HCM as a solution rather than as a series of point solutions. But, you know, there's a reason that people went out and bought those point solutions. They didn't have the, they didn't, they weren't given the budget or it, it was very specifically that met their need. It, it's only more recently that solutions like, you know, I solve for healthcare services has come about to say, this is a broader suite now that introduces things which you maybe even didn't think you needed uh, that are part of HCM, but they're delivered to you. Um in a way that's going to make sense to you and your your business. So you know, performance management being being part of that. So yeah, maybe our product isn't as deep, fundamentally as deep as every single point solution they acquired, but it's probably gets them most of the way there. And the benefits they get from it all being on one platform with all the related services uh, and being easier to use and probably lower cost to operate uh, outweighs that. Yeah. Yeah, well put. Um, it'd be interesting
0: to see where where things go in the next 10 to, to 20 years. And maybe that's a little bit too far out, but how far away we're able to get from that, that sort of initial or, original sort of silo thinking to more of a, uh, a maybe a completely different calculus.
1: Well, you know, this is a problem that's not going away. You know, the, we're doing telehealth now. There's, you know, Patients are more empowered. Everyone goes on WebMD, then calls up and says, "I think I need this, and I think I need that." <laughs> you know, we, we, the transition to home-based care, and of course, the elephant in the room—not your good self, because you're you're a young man, Brent—but the aging population with incremental healthcare needs is 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 not not going to go away. So, uh, this is a problem that's here to stay. And so, it's uh, it, I think it's important for companies like iSoft to take it seriously and play our part and do what we can to uh, help remediate some of those issues.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. This has been a fantastic conversation. Thank you so much for joining us, James.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I
0: love chatting.